Welcome to Medicated Babbling with Janet Thomas. The rants, the laughs, and the tiny, itty bitty, tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness. And uh, um, a quick disclaimer before we get started. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a health practitioner of any kind. Uh, I'm a person with chronic illness and opinions. So let's get started. I was reminded the other day that not everyone in chronic illness land knows about spoon theory. Which confuses me, because I, I think everybody knows about it, but, I mean, I, I shouldn't be shocked. I mean, there's too many things in this world to know about. I can't know them all. Why do I expect other people to know what I know? Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, there's people who got diagnosed recently that probably have no idea about spoon theory, or even just people that have had chronic illness forever, but I mean... I don't know about you, but chronic illness is super isolating. So yeah, if you haven't tapped into the community, I can totally see how you'd miss this one. It took me a while to tap into the community, and even then, and even then I'm not very good at staying in touch or being active all the time. I have a, we, we've already established I have a love-hate relationship with social media and stuff like that. Enough about me. Back to Spoon Theory. It started with a conversation between friends, and... You know how it's hard to explain to someone what it's like to have a chronic illness? Like, you can explain technically, or they could know the symptoms, or whatever, but to really explain it in such a way that they get it, like, really get it? So that was the situation that Christine, and I'm sorry, Christine, I don't, the last name. I'm bad with names. Miserandino? We're gonna go with Miserandino. I guess it could be Miserandino. I'm sorry, Christine. Can I just call you Christine for the rest of the thing? Anyway, she was uh, out to dinner with her friend. And her friend was, like I said, she was really curious. She wanted to know what it was like to live with lupus, which is what Christine has. They'd been friends forever. So she knew a lot of the, you know, she knew a lot of the stuff. She knew the symptoms. She knew a lot of the issues that Christine faced. But yeah, she wanted to get to that next level of understanding. She wanted to, to, you know, to get it. And one of the major things about having a chronic illness is is energy. It's just energy. We have to spend so much time and brain space figuring out how to manage what little, little tiny, minuscule amounts of energy we have. And that's what she did with spoons, which is why it's called spoon theory. See what she did there? She's smart. Anyway, she needed something to represent the amount of energy a person has and she wanted something tangible that her friend could physically hold and that way she could like viscerally feel it when she had to give away the energy so or spend her energy on different tasks and since they were um in a restaurant uh, there were spoons around there were spoons on the table there were spoons on neighboring tables so she gathered up a bunch of spoons and gave them to her friend so cool Already off to a great start. We've got something tangible. It's all good. This is great. And she did a lot of super smart things in this conversation. Honestly, go read the post. It's awesome. I'm not doing it justice, but we're still going to go through quickly. So one of the other smart things she did was she didn't just say, okay, I'm going to take two spoons away for the task of getting ready for work. I don't know about you, but most people I know in chronic illness land, that is not one simple task. You have to break that down. So that's what she did. She made her friend break it down into into the small steps that make up getting ready for work. And she also started talking her through how chronic illness impacts every tiny decision in that process. Well, in everything, really. But, you know, one thing at a time. 
Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I rarely just, like, leap out of bed and start my day with, you know, birds chirping and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's not, yeah, no. Yeah, we have to, like, check in, see how we're doing that day. Is it a good day? Is it a bad day? How are the pain levels? You know, all the things. Adjust our expectations because we thought we were going to do all of these things, but now we're feeling crappy because we didn't sleep well, and da-da-da, and now I have to take my meds and make sure there's something to eat because I have to take my meds with food. Like, all those things where it's just, it's just an every tiny decision, especially when you're getting ready to, for the day. Because if you don't set yourself up right, oof, it's not good. Yeah, like even down to what you wear, like, and I didn't know lupus gave you bruises, but like that's something she has to take into account when she gets dressed. Maybe it's a long sleeve day because there's bruises all over her arms. I personally don't have to worry with like the physical dexterity in my hands. Like, can I wear something with buttons today? Because can I do them up or not? For me, temperature is a huge thing. That's always a consideration. Oh, and all the things I need to take with me. Like, you don't just pick up your bag and go. I have to make sure I've got my meds are stock. My meds are in my bag. I've got snacks to take with the meds. I've got water. I've got ginger chews. Like, it's not really as simple as just get ready to go. And I thought this was all just, just really smart. It gave a really good illustration of what the the mental load of always thinking about your chronic illness and having to factor it into every decision. I don't know. For me, I always see Mad-Eye Moody from from Harry Potter, you know, his constant vigilance thing. Like, you can't let up. You always have to be constantly vigilant. There's never a break from it. Anyway, so back to spoon theory. So she, the her friend lost half her spoons just for getting ready in the morning. And, well, that's not every day for me. <laughs> I, I can totally relate. Yeah, someti- sometimes a shower seems like climbing Mount Everest. We've already established this. So half the spoon's gone, and she had most of her day to go. Like, she had to commute to work, she had to work all day, she had to do all the things that we normally do, and that's when Christine sort of introduced the idea of trade-offs. Like, if you cook a nice healthy dinner, you've got no spoons left for cleaning up after dinner. The pots and pans are going to sit in that sink till, well, at least the next day, if not longer. I mean, I think most people can relate to being tired. I mean, especially I remember when I was a lot healthier being fried by the end of the week. But yeah, it's not fried by the end of the week. It's fried after every day in chronic illness land. And the kind of like being fried at the end of a day or being tired at the end of the day, even that's different. So like now it's I have I will now go drool in front of a random YouTube video before it's time to go to sleep. Whereas before it was like, yeah, I'm too tired to cook. Let's go out for dinner. Like, no, 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 no. Going out for dinner. And of course, we're talking before times. Going out for dinner takes just as much, if not more, energy than making dinner. I mean, if you've planned ahead and have stuff in your freezer or have convenience foods or are eating leftovers, going out for dinner is way more energy. Whether you want to cook what's and eat what's in your fridge, that's a different story. But in terms of energy... Yeah, no, that's not the same trade-off. Anyway, like I said, I'm missing a thousand details from from the article that she wrote originally, so go read it. Of course, I put the link in the show notes. But one of the things that I need to take away from Christine's article is that, that she was really smart. She spaced out the lessons. Like, she didn't bombard her with, you know, having to break down the tasks, think about everything, do trade-offs, like, all at once. She spread out those lessons over the mythical day that they were having. 
and and I I need to I need to learn to do that. I tend to bombard everything at once, which which doesn't really work out so well. So uh, yeah, I need to to learn that one. So yeah, that's spoon theory. She used the spoons to represent the energy you had in a day, and she took the spoons away as the day went on. It's it it was a perfectly fine article, and it's blown up into like spoony hashtags, and it's just a thing. It's amazing. And one of the things I'm super impressed with the internet about is that when there's articles written about it, Christine gets the credit for it. Like, I mean, I'm not sure that everyone who uses spoon theory or the term spoonies knows it was her, but if they did any sort of Googling or looking into it, they would find it out pretty quick, which I think is awesome. So many times that just gets lost as to who came up with the idea. And I personally, when I'm sort of visualizing the energy that I have compared to other people, which I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves, but yeah, we all do it. Anyway, is that, yeah, like a little kid, they have an ocean's worth of energy. And I think adults probably have a good sized lake worth of energy. And in chronic illness land, yeah, I mean, a good day is a small pond of energy, at least for me. And then on a sort of bad day, I'd say I'm down to a puddle. Just a tiny puddle of energy. And yeah, on the really bad days, like it's just a fucking tiny thimble full of water and that's what you got to deal with. So yeah, that's that's the way I sort of see it in my head. But I mean, spoon theory is great. I mean, it's given us, it's given us a shorthand so we can talk about this stuff quickly, especially between people with chronic illness. I mean, you don't have to explain theory, everything. You just have to say, it's a low spoon day, or I'm all out of spoons. And people who know, they get it. You don't have to keep explaining. And and I think, and that's pretty amazing. So yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Like I said, go look at the article. She goes into much more detail. I'm not going to just rehash it here. So yeah, I think that's enough for spoon theory. Let's go on to a dash of happy. It's just this cute little thing that happened. Uh, I was on a walk and there was a an older gentleman with a with a dog that was I don't know, pretty high energy dog. And it was very cute because this dog had figured out how to maximize the most amount of fetch playing time they could get out of their owner. Okay, how do I explain this? So the gentleman was standing on the park on the parking lot. It was gentleman was standing on the sidewalk and there was um, a little hill right beside the a little grassy hill right beside the sidewalk and the dog was up on the little hill and the owner would toss the ball dog would catch it and I was really impressed with the dog's accuracy I see so many dogs in the dog park just completely missed but the dog would catch it and then like line up with her owner and then put the ball down and it would roll down the hill right back to her owner's feet and he would just bend down pick it up and toss it again and they were so happy I don't know who trained who to do this if the dog figured this out or if the owner managed to train the dog but it was just awesome he was just standing there chilling and the dog was doing all the work I thought it was very funny and very cute I hope this translated to into an audio medium but it was a moment it was very cute so as always, please subscribe because there's no schedule. I cross my fingers and hope to release one every month, but yeah, you know, things happen. Please rate and review because algorithms, social media, pretty much find everything on medicated babbling. You can probably find it uh, on Twitch, it, on Twitch, on Twitter. It is mbabbling, but I think if you search for medicated, it would still come up. Speaking of Twitch, if you want to see more personal stuff that's not related to podcast, 
Most of those handles are JT Art and Stuff. And I have a Twitch channel now, which was last month's Dash of Happy. It's lots of fun. I'm really enjoying it. That's about it. Thanks to Fresh Kills for the intro and outro music. You are awesome. And thanks to everybody who's listening, because, oh my god, if you're still listening, you're the best. And don't forget you matter, and I'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye! One, two, three, four, get it! One, two, three, three, four, get it! One, two, three, three, four, get it! Four, 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 get it! No more faffing. Let's do this. Go line back up with where her owner was, or his owner. I don't know the gender of the dog. I mean, we'll go with her. Yeah, I think we're good.